0: Hey there friends, it's Nick. It's episode 239 of the Story Hacker podcast and today we're on part four of our 90-second story training. This is all about words, the language, the copywriting your story. I hope you enjoy the training. Hey there friends, welcome to session four of the 90-second story training. I'm Nick Warren. I'm from Stories That Mean Business and as you may remember, this session is about the copywriting part of it. Back in session one, I talked about how my work basically breaks down into strategy, story, and copywriting. And today we're here, and I think, to be honest, we are at the hardest part of your journey, friends, because today we're actually gonna do some writing, and maybe you've just been listening to these bits of training and not doing the kind of the the bits of homework I've been talking about. Maybe you've been refusing the call, and as we know from the hero's journey, If you refuse the call you can't change either yourself or your circumstances so I'm hoping that I can convince you to do what you may find uncomfortable which is to sit down and do some actual writing today and we're going to take you through um, the process of doing this and you don't have to do it all at once Uh, you can listen to parts of this session stop do some work come back to it later or another day or whatever but if you do them in order it will really help you get something that that works. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, first things first, very simply, it's easy to say, but we are going to write our stories down. And I think it's really important to draw a distinction between the creative part of you and the nitpicky kind of editor part of you, because we're going to get to that second part. But right now, what we need to do is just write. And how easy that's going to be will depend on whether you've done the work that we've talked about in the previous sessions Uh, if you have yesterday you should have started to think about how you can structure your your particular story your particular journey into that triangle do you remember the character conflict consequence triangle with change in the middle of that yeah so what we're talking about is not just the external changes in your life but the internal changes the kind of the the insights that led you to this place where you are now, this direction you're heading in now. And if you've got that, you can start writing out the few paragraphs of your story. And I don't think you need to worry about whether it's 225 words or 250 words or even 300 words. We'll get to that side of it. But if you want to, if it helps, then you can use my story as as an example, right? You can go to com forward slash nss and download the the marked up draft story that I did okay and um, and I think in that story there's what five paragraphs so we're not talking about war and peace we're not talking about Shakespeare yet I just want you to get the story down um, in its kind of raw form okay Uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to let you pause this session pause this session because i'm hoping you're going to go away and do that right now as i said before if you're if you're busy or if you're driving or i guess if you're if you're feeling like you're refusing the call to to adventure well that is understandable but we also know the consequences of that right so what i suggest is you pause this session now and spend some time writing the four or five paragraphs of your story Okay, and we're back and I'm gonna assume for the sake of carrying on that you now have in front of you four or five paragraphs, maybe more of copy of your sort of story, right? And um, now we're gonna start to hone it, we're gonna start to improve it. And the way we're gonna do that in the first instance is a really simple technique that I've been telling my clients probably for 20 years now in relation to the copy and the content that they write, and it's this. Read your story aloud. Okay, and now the reason we want to read our stuff aloud, whether it's this story now or actually any piece of writing that you put out into the world, is because it, it helps protect us against the kind of um, the complexities, the knots that we tie ourselves up in when we're just typing away into a keyboard. Yeah, And one of the things we know is that complex copy doesn't get read. I mean, this is one of the things that's um, so funny about so much business communication is that there's still this sense from school, probably, that more complex sentences, more clauses make us seem more impressive. But the truth is that no one reads that sort of stuff. And even, even if someone's got like a postgraduate reading level, they still prefer to read sentences, paragraphs, that have a young reading age the average i think the average reading age in america this was from a few years ago the average reading age was 13 years old okay and um, of course maybe your audience is much smarter than that that's typically what i hear when I i say this to people and that's true but they'll still want to read simpler sentences simpler paragraphs and in this case in particular because it's your story it's even more important because in many of those scenarios we talked about job interviews networking events speaking on stage you're actually going to be speaking these words okay so one of the easiest ways that we can we can simplify our language is to read it out loud and then suddenly we can see oh that sentence goes on for 3 lines that sentence has got 8 clauses in it or well, that doesn't that doesn't flow all right so what i want you to do and again we're going to pause the tape is read each of your paragraphs out loud and listen to where it's a problem. You, you'll know, it'll be easy enough to see, and then just make the amends. Make, make, maybe you're taking one long sentence and splitting it into two parts. Maybe you're taking long words in, and um, replacing them with simpler words. It will really make a difference. So let's go ahead and do that now, and then I'll start to show you how I'm doing that with my story. Okay, so hopefully you're back and you've read your story and you simplified the language where it was causing you a problem, where you were perhaps tripping over it. And I think it'd be useful now just to show you how I've been doing the same. I talked before about how the the story that I read out in the second session, I'd written fairly quickly a few days ago and you know, I had that same sense. We want We want to hone our stories as time goes by. So if you if you now, if you haven't already, download the second draft of my 90-second story. So again, you need to go to storiesthatbeenbusiness.com forward slash nss and you'll see a link there to download the second draft. And we can start to talk about some of the differences. And I'm going to just start off really simply in the first session because as you may remember, the story that I read you on Tuesday it started something like this. So the truth is this, by 2015, I was feeling a sense of dissatisfaction. I'd been MD of a digital agency for 18 years. Right, now, that's a perfectly valid sentence. It's grammatically correct. But actually, do you know what? It's not so easy to say. I was feeling a sense of dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction is one of those long, complex words um, that I tend to try and avoid okay and um, likewise md of a digital agency digital digital (laughs) i'm proving my point digital agency is actually not that easy to say out loud right and also md is um managing director we summarize that md is managing director here in the uk in other places it might be medical doctor like america yeah so if you look at the second draft you'll see that those those lines now go by 2015 I was feeling lost I'd owned a web agency for 18 years now you see how much simpler that is lost is a much more emotive word than dissatisfaction yeah and web agency is much easier to say than digital agency yeah so you can see how I'm I'm taking my own medicine, and I do this all the time. When I write something, I read it out loud and I simplify it down. And the reason I didn't do this on Tuesday, obviously, was because I wanted you to to understand how that kind of process works. Right. Okay. So simplification and reading out loud is really just to improve the fluency and the flow of the story, obviously. But there are very there are lots of other techniques we can use to improve the story. I'm just going to talk about three today because if you use them, if you build them into your story, you can really um, amp it up, amp it up. And I use these techniques every day, whether it's in stories like this or the larger core stories, the thousand word plus leader legends that I do, or even sometimes in the tiny value propositions, you know, the, the 10 or 20 words you use to really encapsulate the value, which is definitely the tip of the tip of the spear. Anyway, um, I'm gonna talk about three. I'm gonna talk about alliteration, tricolons and hooks. Now alliteration, you're gonna remember from school. So I want you to damp down the anxiety you may be feeling because this is such a powerful technique. If you, in terms of just going through what you've written and improving the flow, if you can build in alliteration it will seem better, it will feel better. So if you look back at that PDF that, uh, of the second draft of my story, you'll see that quite a lot of that is um, highlighted in yellow. And some of it, like in the first line, is about the simplification, but a lot of it is really looking at alliteration. So second paragraph, it was starting to feel formulaic. There's a dark side to digital, dark and digital. Can you feel that alliteration there? Um, back from the business now this isn't always that's in paragraph four it, it isn't always that I'm putting two words right next to each other that start from the same but can you see how the b's in I stepped back from the business now I can say that in lots of different ways I stopped going into the office every day but stepping back from the business has a kind of um rhythm to it a kind of beauty and actually there's really good um, studies that show how Shakespeare would sometimes take um, whole passages from other work like you know um, Homer's Odyssey or something and he would effectively use the same stuff but just amp up the alliteration to make it more (laughs) Shakespearean I suppose and it really works and you can see all the way through this and some of this, by the way, was in the, uh, the original draft because I kind of, you know, I've, I've got 20 years of writing this way. But um, in the bottom paragraph, for example, we've got um, began helping leaders leverage strategy and story, science of storytelling. Now, you can, of course, like anything, you can go too far. But if you can build, look through your four or five paragraphs now and build some alliteration in. Think about the language, the fluency of the language. Alliteration can really help. Okay, the next thing I'm going to suggest that you try and use in your story is tricolons. Now think, about, think back to this training. How many times have I used phrases that had three equal parts? So let's think about, on the first, in the first session I talked about how my work combined strategy, story and copywriting. In yesterday's session, we talked about character, conflict and consequence, didn't we? I've talked about how a well-told story builds attention, credibility and trust. These are tricolons and for whatever reason, when we we articulate ideas in this way, they get a sense of gravity. And in fact, even in this um, second draft, you'll see... um, Again, some of this is just naturally how I talk now. But I, in the in the fourth paragraph, I say, um, in fact, I've been telling stories my whole career. That was how I built my business. No ads, no cold calls, no sales team. That's one. And then just great work, great clients and great stories. These are tricolons and you can feel the rhythm of them. You can feel the rhythm of them. So look at what you do. Look at your story. Look at your four or five paragraphs and see whether there's a place where you can articulate one of those ideas as a tricolon. It really does amp up the kind of the, the power and the resonance of the words. Okay, so the last thing I wanna to talk to you about in this section of the training is hooks. And I tend to think about these in a couple of ways. And one is the kind of what I call the sort of the Velcro hook. And you can layer these into your story depending on space and what the what you're communicating. Um, I don't actually have that many in my my draft story, but for example, a couple of times in this training I've mentioned the fact that I have teenagers. Right, now that is just a little detail that I've thrown out there and we've talked about how that will help you build up a picture in your head, tell yourselves a story about me and the kind of life I lead. But if you also, if you happen to have teenagers, that is also a hook which gives us a kind of a point of contact something for you to talk about to me and if you imagine if we were in a networking situation and I said about you know I had teenagers layered into my story that might give you a way to carry on the conversation likewise very often when I'm telling a story I'll talk about how when I was in my 20s I sailed across the Atlantic on a really small yacht which which was a really seminal moment for my life it changed it changed me in in some really pretty significant ways it's definitely part of my wider hero's journey. But I also know that sailing for some people is a massive hook. You know, it's like golf or um, Harry Potter movies or something, it gives you that point of contact. So it's really useful where you can, if you get the chance to skew your story, to include some of those details, some of those personal things, that might help people gravitate towards you and understand that you're someone like them or alternatively, repel the people who aren't right to speak to you. Does that make sense? And then the other kind of hook is the perhaps the more critical one for our purposes in this very strategic sense, is that when we get to the end of our story, we, we really want people to ask us for more, don't we? Um, the right kind of people, at least. And one of the things that you'll see in the first draft of my story is that we ended it this way I ended it this way I help leaders leverage what I've learned you wouldn't believe what's possible with one simple structure now that's that's that is kind of hooky um, but when I was looking at it and thinking about the second draft I wasn't really happy that it was you know if I was saying that in um, in a yeah in a networking situation for example whether anyone would actually be that bothered I don't know so one of the things I did when I changed the um, the draft is I ended the the second version of the story a different way and it goes like this I told the agency, started stories that mean business and began helping leaders leverage the art and science of storytelling, alliteration, science and storytelling there, the work combined strategy, story and copywriting and the side effects have been unbelievable so that is a much more hooky phrase because not only are we talking about unbelievable results we're talking about them as side effects, which I think is interesting in in and of itself. So again, it can be really helpful. Look at that last paragraph. We have a a temptation as human beings to round things off. Yeah, and what you've got to think about this, this 90 second story, let's just put it into context quickly. You maybe you have a value proposition, which is the kind of work, as I said, I do with people sometimes. It's a 10 or 20 word statement of your value. And maybe this 90 second story is the, the answer to that, that default question I talked about in session one. Is this person worth my time? Yeah, but it's also the beginning of the conversation. So don't, don't be tempted. Don't default to ending your story in a nice wrapped up way. Leave a line open, leave a hook. And what we hope is the right kind of people will ask us the question we want to be asked which is of course tell me more okay well well done you've made it to the end of session four of the training and um, you know this is undoubtedly the hardest day in terms of the work that you're going through but i think it's also the most rewarding day because really by now you should have it when you've gone through these three sections you should have something that is easy to say is powerful tells a story talks about your internal change and the direction that you're going in and um, particularly if you layer in these three techniques it will make a big difference to that fluency and the power of that kind of narrative and actually there's lots of these kind of things if you're interested in more um, check out the story hacker my my story hacker youtube channel where there's a list of i think 21 tools and techniques you can use to make your stories better and. Um, you'll find these in there, but also um, many others as well. And now, just a quick preview of tomorrow, because we're really essentially done in terms of your 90-second story, but tomorrow I want to talk to you about these three different levels of telling a better story, because again, I think that can really make a difference in how you think about your not only your 90-second story, but also your kind of business and the direction you're going in. Thanks very much. Speak to you tomorrow. And finally, here we are back in podcast land. Thank you, uh, Story Hacker Podcast listeners. You are, of course, the first kind of, um, the first recipients, I suppose, of this training. And um, I think it's probably going to become a an online course at some point when it's uh, much more worked out. But as I've said in the past, this podcast is a way for me to, to really uh, sharpen and filter my ideas. And it is certainly true that This course, this training, could do with a lot more sharpening, I think. But um, you can see the general scope of it, the scale of it. And um, I want to really thank you all for being part of it. And remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.